Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11th chapter, first verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance in things hoped for and evidence in things not seen. One playwright writes, is believing you see white and the eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This podcast is about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. You've got to have faith. Today is uh, June the 16th. We have the whole crew back. This is Yay! Chris Clay with Deb oh, and uh, Craig Nickerson. Beautiful sunny day in Oakland. Absolutely. Welcome and back, Deb. I know. Everyone's going to Texas except me. I this is my turn. It's your turn next. Rich, Rich you'd, you'd love it. Yeah. Wait until after the summer, though. There's no such a thing as sweater weather there. No. Right, right, exactly. In any case, uh, we're going to tackle 2 Timothy 1st chapter, uh, verse 7. But first... Uh, I will uh, engage in prayer. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you so much for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We, uh, we love you so much. We've, we praise you so much. And we ask that you bless us with your word as we go through the Bible to take in what you have to give to us. We pray that you enrich us with your knowledge, that we may uh, spread the word uh, to anyone who will listen to us. And we pray that everyone, uh, we pray that uh, everything that we say and that we do will be blessed by the love of you, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so I got the fortune of choosing this week's verse. Mm-hmm. I chose it for, I actually pushed it upon you. Um, I'm a big Instagram person, and so in my Instagram feed, this meme came up with Tim, 2 Timothy um, 1, 7, and from the New King James Version, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. It's beautiful. And so I really wanted to talk about, I think particularly, you guys touched on this a little bit last week, how people's spirits have been flagging and they're feeling overwhelmed with the demands of life. You know, their power has gone out. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I wanted to touch on how we have access to God's power. But I think I wanted to maybe have Rudd, you read the NIV and have um, Craig read from um, another version called the book. Okay. Yeah, this is the NIV version of 2 Timothy 1st chapter, verse 7. For the Spirit of God gave us does not make us, for the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but give us power, love, and self-discipline. And I've got from uh, uh, Deb's uh, version from... The book. It's called the book, and it's a modern translation. It says, uh, For the Holy Spirit, God's gift, does not want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong, and to love them, and enjoy being with them. Awesome. Yeah, and that one touches Craig most. Yeah, well, a lot like our podcast, a lot like our moving theme and and (laughs) what we're doing. Yeah, I like the fact that it feels kind of colloquial. And feels easy to relate to, maybe even old timey, mm-hmm. you know. But, <laughs> but I like that. You know, it, I think that's a good way of approaching this. And I like I like this verse because it kind of does two things to me right off the bat instinctively. We we're giving thanks for strength, 
but we're also at the same time petitioning yes. for more strength. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like we're saying we're saying yes, and we're also saying please. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at the same time, it's it's a it's a Bible verse of of inclusion, bringing people in. It's like basically saying yeah. that the word of God does not is not a fence to push people away, right. but to bring people closer, to not be afraid. Um, but you know, it's it's inclusive, and I love that. And it's it's amazing how a lot of individuals will use the Bible for the exact opposite reason, to push people away, to say, hey, this is... to wield power. Right, to wield power. Yeah, to say, yeah. this is what separates me from you. Yeah. Instead of it saying, listen, this love that I have is for all of us. Yeah. So I really wanted to kind of touch on... I took a lot of notes for some reason. The mm-hmm. Spirit was with me, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, this is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really want to make sure you guys hear this message that I have for you, that the Spirit gave to me, because I want you who are, you know, feeling like you don't have a lot of energy or power, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling like, oh, just one more, I can't do this anymore. I don't have the strength. I don't have the support. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that our God is a powerful God, and he lends and infuses us and you with his strength. And all you have to do is tap into it and use it and get connected, and it's there for you. And so I kind of like mapped out ways that I, I was thinking, how do I do that? How do I tap into that strength when I'm feeling that way? And so the first thing is that I admit that I need God's power. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I need it. I need help. Yes. And um, you have to realize that you need some help. And then, then I affirm that God is present, that he's trustworthy, he's always with me, and that he can infuse me with strength. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I, I make myself align with God's will because as a human, <laughs> as an impatient human, my agenda is not necessarily God's agenda. <laughs> um, he, he has a plan and a purpose, and I don't know what that purpose is all the time. And I have to give myself to that and align myself that, and trust that he knows what he's doing. And then I'm going to actually ask for it. I'm going to ask for power and strength. You know that phrase, ask and you shall receive. What's, what's the harm in asking, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in that spot? Why? And then at, maybe if you're afraid to ask, ask yourself, why are you afraid to ask? Yeah. Um, and then the last step that I kind of outlined for myself, which hopefully will help all of you, is that I want to act out of obedience to God um, when I don't feel empowered and just walk down that path that he set for me and trust that he's going to give me the power that I need. The peace that passeth all understanding. I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's it, yeah. I was talking to you earlier today, you know, I got kind of touched by uh, images and, and ideas about the angel Gabriel, yes, the messenger yeah. of God, and it's just like, you know, why is there a messenger? Why can't I just get, like, the direct info? And it's like, it's too damn big. It's too <laughs> damn awesome. <laughs> you know, you need to trust the surrogates, and you need to kind of just trust. Trust. Have you know? faith. Yeah. you got to have yeah. faith. That's exactly right. That's our, that's, that's our MO, right? Yeah. yeah. And I want to also remind people that struggle is a pivot point for positive change. So if you're feeling like you're in a struggle, mm-hmm. you, it's it's likely because the world is pivoting towards a positive path for you. Or could. Or and, could. and it's interesting that you bring up trouble. Bec- uh, I'm, I'm sorry, struggle, because Paul, a little bit later on, you see what he's going through. He's in jail. He's about to die. That's exactly right. But, <laughs> but think about the positive.
spirit that Paul has while he's in jail. Yes. A little bit further on in Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, I think, uh, let's see. I think it... Um, when he's so thankful that Timothy is there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, verse 12, that is why I am suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until this day. Until that day. And it's very clear. He is, he's, not, he's, not, he's saying, listen, don't worry about me. I'm struggling, but this is what, you know, I've, I've sort of bought into it. I mean, this is, I'm struggling for a purpose. He, he's very, very positive. He's not whining, oh, my God, I'm in jail. And well, I think he's also me. so thankful that Timothy is there. Yes. And that he can pass on this mantle of leading, mm-hmm. you know, the word of Christ through Timothy. Yeah. Even though, and Timothy mm-hmm. is generally characterized, I was telling um, Craig, as sickly. And timid. He was a pagan Greek man. He so, putting, so putting his trust in Timothy is rather yeah. tenacious. It sounds, like, right. it sounds like he's uplifting Timothy. He's trying to boost his yes, spirits exactly. up. Yes, exactly. He's yeah. saying, you have it. You have what you need mm-hmm. to take this message forward. Yeah. So funny. This week also I ran into, I, I work at a wine store, and I've been selling wine to this customer of mine for, well, a year and a half, and suddenly I hadn't seen him in six months. And he came back and, you know, just say hi. And I was like, oh, God. And so where the hell have you been? And uh, he was like, man, you know, I had to give it up. Oh. I had to give it all up, change my life. Mm. I was like, well, how'd you do that? And he goes, and, and he, he, I think he's from Puerto Rico, so he has some kind of, there's a local faith there. I don't know what it is. But he said, like, you know, look, I just had to do it. I had to rely on my faith, uh, on a power greater than me. And I was like, oh, God. Thank God, man, you got you got that. Yeah. You got that. And he goes, yeah, yeah. You know, he goes, like, I've only found two two things in the six months that I didn't kind of clarity. And I say, oh, what's that? And he goes, like, the sun shines on everybody's ass. The same sun, there's only one. That's cool. I like that. That is accurate. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so, so my struggle is... You know, mm-hmm. not, you know, just mine. I'm not the only one here dealing <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and also you wake up every day and be glad no matter what. No matter what. You go like, huh, I got another one. Yeah. You know, got another day. You know, and it's yeah. just like, wow, that's pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. You know? I said, well, don't be a stranger, even though I'm not going to sell you that bad. It's, <laughs> it's important to have that thankfulness. Yeah, you know? Give me a big yeah. hug and. And I went on my way, and I was just like, man, that was just such a cool blessing. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think that gratitude and thankfulness is one of the ways that you can kindle the, how do I say, the gift of God in you. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how you feed it. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm, I, I totally agree. No, I totally agree. I was, I was writing down what you were saying. So it sounds like there are five basic, you know, things that you have. One, admitting you needed help. Yep. You know, number two, believing that God is there mm-hmm. in your life, in our lives. Number three, knowing that this is on his will. This is not your time. You know, you may need something to happen right now, but it's got to happen in God's time. Yep. Four, ask. Yep. Ask for his help. And um, number five, act on his obedience, which I interpret as accepting it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it may, you know, when God answers you, it may not be the answer you're looking for, but you have to accept the answer and work with that answer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know how, I don't know if, well, I don't know if I've said this to this group, 
or you guys, but mm-hmm. how you have to be very specific in your prayer. Yes. <laughs> because sometimes you look around and you go, oh, God did answer that prayer. It wasn't exactly the way I thought That's it was exactly going to be right. answered. Yeah. But hey, there it is. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I pray differently now that I'm older than I did when I was younger. Of course, when you're younger, uh, sometimes you can look at a prayer as sort of a Christmas gift, like, Santa Claus, give me this, that, and the other. Please deliver this big thing, which I kind of think I want. <laughs> Lord, I, you know, I've I got to pay my, my, uh, my rent, you know, so take care of it for me. But now, I think I've matured in the way that I pray to God, my relationship with God. I say, listen, please, you know, um, this, this thing is happening in my life. Whatever your will is, help me accept it. Mm-hmm. Like every morning, you know, the prayer that I say is, I have no idea what I'm going to deal with as I walk out the store, but help me endure. Help me deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's really, really helped me out. Not that I'm expecting any bad thing to happen, but I know this isn't Mayberry. You know, this isn't Sesame Street. <laughs> you know, bad things will happen, you know. Yeah. What does John Fassin to say in NFL films? Pain is inevitable. Pain He's talking about the gridiron, but, you know, the world is that way. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You don't know. That's right. And the world is always giving us negative feedback. That's true. And we need our support system. And the world is asking a lot of us right now. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the world is definitely petitioning us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could say it's God petitioning us, but it's other people who are other, our brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. who are asking, who are really screaming for help. Yep. And. I got to be strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, when, the, when that, when I hear the call, when I hear like, you know, I got to do something. Yeah. I can't, my choice right now is like, I can't just feel beat the shit up. Yeah. I mean, I do. Tap mm-hmm. into your power. Yeah. I, but, but, I, but, power. I, but in order to, yeah. in order to address those situations yeah. with this pain to world, mm-hmm. I can't sit there and just be, beat the shit up. I have to I have to be yeah. strong. I and yeah. so like I pray for strength. Yeah. And I petition for strength and mm-hmm. I give thanks for the strength that I have right now. Yeah. But I need more. You know what's I need lots more. What what's interesting is when we talk about struggle, like if there are struggles that you have when things happen to you. Let's say, I don't know, your house burns down or your car gets, you know, like you had a car problem uh, earlier this week. Okay. Yesterday. And, you know, that was a very serious thing because you have to continue your job. Right. Um, but then there's a, so there's a struggle that happens when things happen to you. But then there's a struggle that happens when things happen to other people and you are called to be there for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has a burden all in itself. And both of you have had to deal with that. Oh, yeah. 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 We've talked about that. Yeah. Sometimes that takes more energy. OPP, other people's problems. Right? Well, sure, <laughs> sure. But I'm always confident, and I'm sure this is something my grandmother's always told me. God never gives you anything that you can't handle, yeah. that you can't Or you anything can't that you're not supposed to figure out. Right. right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think when those things happen, it's, it, it is kind of like that pivot point you're talking about. I feel like I'm, I'm given that pivot point. Like, hey, you know, you got a little leg up. Let's, let's see how you use it. Yeah. You know, let's see how you use it. I mean, you can use it. You might just stumble, but. It's like advance to the next level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And when I think about, like, I think about, you know, how we helped out a good friend of ours, uh, Craig. Um, and I think about when people call us, and even your friend, Deb, you know, you talked about this. Uh, this is the last podcast that you had. Yeah. When people call you, I often wonder why. Why are you? 
Why do they call you instead of somebody else? Or why do we, or why are we burdened? And a lot of times people can ask ourselves that. I mean, you know, those who are listening. God, why is this happening to me? Or why is someone calling me? Why am I being dealt with this burden or whatever? And usually it's by other people who need us. I think sometimes because we're there. It's because they trust you. Yeah. Or maybe you're the only one. Yeah. Or maybe you're the only one. Maybe you're the only one they trust. Maybe, or maybe you're the only one who hears it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you could ask yourself that question. It doesn't change the situation. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's almost a way of God saying, listen, this is your assignment. You said that you trust me and love me and you're going to, you know, walk in my light. This, um, this person needs help. We always say the, the great commandment is, you know, love your neighbor as, as you would love God. And it ain't easy. Yeah. yeah. I learned a lot in those three years. Oh, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, no, it, no, it's... It's it's not like here are the here's the cookie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know I know this for a fact. Yeah, but but the but if you if you don't if you want to receive you know the love yeah you know you gotta you gotta give it out right you know I mean basically I you know a lot of people feel like oh I just want to receive it and then I'll give it yeah give me the cookie yeah and then I'll. And then I'll be grateful for it, and that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the game. And it's kind of like, mm, for me anyway. Right. It's the other way around. Yeah. I gotta give the, I got to give the love, and yeah. then I can accept it. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what this you verse know. is saying. Like, don't yeah. be afraid. Don't right, exactly. be timid. And, and, think about Paul, and, think, that exactly. and think about Paul's letter to Timothy. I mean, he's in jail, but he's yeah. still he's reaching out to other people. This isn't just a letter to Timothy. I mean, this letter right. will be going to everyone. Yeah. And the rede- redemption of it is not happening at that moment. It's to happen mm-hmm. after that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of how it's worked for me in my life. It's so like I gotta I gotta do action, and then then maybe there'll be the kind of like ah, oh, thank you because mm-hmm. you walk in the path because it got done. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> something positive happened. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about my life, like uh, I just had my, I might as well say it, my 49th birthday. Happy birthday, Reg. Yeah. yeah, happy post-birthday. But I think about, like, how my life has sort of traveled. I had all of these things written down, like, in my 20s. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. i got to graduate from school, and i got to get this job thing. Yeah, and a great Gatsby or something like that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and it never happened. I mean, it never, whatever I had written on paper, it just got thrown away. But what's interesting is I sort of just let myself be blown like a wind, like a, like a leaf, and just said, listen, I've got skills. No matter what God pushes me in my life, I'm going to utilize what I have and just deal with whatever situation. And, I mean, it's, it may be a precarious way to live. I didn't want to, you know, sort of like the, the job that I have now, 21 years at DA's office. I did not plan for that to happen. You know, I worked at, you know, one place I did a bunch of temp jobs because my life plan hadn't worked out that way. And all of a sudden, you know, like things just sort of falling into place. Well, that was God's path for you. Exactly. So I think what I'm saying is, you know, like you have to trust when things, when we talk about stress and when we talk about, you know, like we're, we're trying to help you to uplift you through the words of Paul's letter to Timothy. When we think about stress, you have to believe like when you talk about your second thing, um, I'm sorry, the third thing, that it's, it's God's will. Whatever's happening, it's it's still God's will, even if it's bad, even if it's, yeah. if it's horrible. You I mean, may not see the good right. thing right now. Right. You know, I actually wrote this mm-hmm. quote from Carl Jung down. 
only spirit can cure spirit. Yep. So if you have that spirit of power to meet mm-hmm. your difficulties, that spirit of God's power, the spirit of the Holy Spirit and love mm-hmm. to carry you through opposition, and the spirit of a sound mind to get to be well balanced and and move forward. Yeah. I have a question for for both of you. Of your friends, how many? Because we, we we think about our spirits. Like I often wondered. I, I don't think people are cognizant of their spirit. Do you have friends? Do you talk about? Do your friends talk about their spirit? It may not even be in a biblical sense, like the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I have I have both mm-hmm. friends that are Christian and non-Christian that yeah. we talk about. Uh, you know, I went to Baylor, and so I have mm-hmm. a lot of friends who. We freely talk about our faith yeah. all the time. And I just went to Austin and mm-hmm. had lunch with one of my Baylor friends. And cool. She was excited to listen to our podcast. Oh, right um, and, um, yeah, so I do talk about Christian mm-hmm. terminology and faith. Yeah. But then I also, being in the theater, yeah. have a lot of friends who don't believe in, you know, organized religion. And they talk about the universe and the spirit and the heart. Uh, interesting, yeah. And yeah. Um, I even went and got my tarot cards read yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, about, what about you, Craig? Do you have friends who are cognizant or do they even think about their spirit? Do they yeah. acknowledge that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like something that they, you know, they really want to engage in. Mm-hmm. You know, I think our, our, our feel open enough sometimes to engage in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether it's me or, or them or whatever. I, yeah. I mean, my dad brought me up to say, like, okay, when you go to a party, and never talk about sex, politics, or religion. Keep those things <laughs> off. Talk about sports. And sports. And <laughs> other things. You know, your art, stuff, whatever. Keep that off. Yeah. Because, you know, you might, you know, invite you know, disagreement or controversy, you know, and so forth. So I think a lot of people just politely disengage, mm-hmm. you know, from all the things. But there are certain other friends which I can, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily Christian or whatever. Yeah. But I can, I, I can kind of, you know, find some kind of, you know, way of kind of making a deeper kind of conflict. Without talking about Christian terminology. Yeah, without, yeah. without trying to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, recruit them or anything. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm having them feel like I'm trying to, you know, convert or whatever. Their, uh, their yeah. belief. You know, you know, I think I have lots of friends who, you know, super, super open and respectful. But again, it's one of those things where it's like, it goes against this don't be timid thing. I think a lot of people are timid yeah. to engage like that because they don't want to invite controversy. Right. They don't want to kind of, yeah. and, and I, I don't think it's a matter of like, the weak or, you know, or whatever. I think it's just how we're conditioned yeah. you know, to not not engage in this, to not, yeah. not pull, you know, that kind of love out and go like, hey, man, let's put it on the table. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you, are, you were raised, because I was raised totally the opposite. My parents were really young in the age of the, or the 70s, and, and um, not that they were hippies because they were black and sort of, you know, conservative, but hey, there's issues and there are things going on. And, and I think, you know, when I was young, Nixon was, you know, being thrown out of the White House. And, and so there were all these engaging conversations and these, these um, political, you know, um, back and forth. So I sort of was in the environment of, hey, let's discuss it, let's throw it on the table, and if you disagree, let's have a 
good fight. You know, yeah. we can disagree without That's being disagreeable. Yeah. But it's interesting about the soul. What I found talking to just some people who I can engage that sort of thing, uh-huh. a lot of folks, if they have a good life, let's say, I don't know, you're a lawyer, you've got your house and you've got your kids and you've got your, you know, your nuclear family thing all set up. You don't really think about these things. It's only when tragedy happens and only when something really, really bad happens. And there's something that we're talking about here. Like when it's rock like or something. Well, let's <laughs> say someone, hit, someone gets hit but with they cancer. Turn to faith they that they turn to faith or they want to talk about there. Like I have a uh, friend who's Chinese. She actually lives in Guangzhou, China. And before she had, she had some sort of a, a family tragedy that something was happening within herself. But prior to that, she didn't want to talk about, you know, faith at all. I mean, this is, you know, she was living her life and everything's good and what's the big deal? All of a sudden, this tragedy happens and she's like, you know what? I went to church. I had to pray because I had to, something's happening. I don't know why it's happening. It's interesting how people... They look for hope. Yeah, they look for hope. And there's a lot of hope mm-hmm. in Christianity. So, and yeah, it's good. In any faith. Yeah. yeah. And I'll sort of encourage, you know, think about... What about people, though? Mm-hmm. Do you find people that are doing okay, but they just want to talk about it? I mean, I guess I'm fortunate in that I kind of went to college with a bunch of people who mm-hmm. talked about it freely. Yeah. But do you, do you don't have any any um, folks besides Craig and I who, <laughs> who will um, just talk about our faith? Well, you know, it's, you know, I have um, my, my, I consider myself sort of partition between the legal thing, like I, you know, work for the DA's office, but also my theater life. And so you have people who live a sort of very conservative life where everything is black and white. You know, you go to school, you get your degree, you pass the bar, or if you're in law enforcement, you go to the academy, you pass the academy, everything is there on paper. There is nothing, you know, you, you know, you don't, inda- in, you don't indulge in the intangibles, you know. And everything is very, and it's very, very odd. It's very, um, but, you know, some people live their lives that way. And then, of course, I have my theater folks, and everyone has their own thing, like their karma, and they yeah. do, you know, yoga and Pilates, and, 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 and yeah, their own stuff, or they, um, they will. It seems like if you mm-hmm. worked, and I don't mm-hmm. know the people that you work with, yeah. but if you have to face the kind of things that you face, mm-hmm. the DA's office and the police do, yeah. that you would need more faith. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, I mean, I don't want to steer away from our, you know, what you're focusing on, but um, there's certain people who don't want to, if it's not black and white, then they don't want to get into, you know, the other things. Like, I've listened to interviews, like, let's say, a defendant or a person of interest. Jimmy, why did you kill Beth, or why did you stab her? Well, I don't know, man. I was sort of, you know, my mind was sort of here and there, and they don't want to go into, you know, like, Okay, let me rationalize where your mind was and all that stuff. Let me deepen, tap into your spirit or whatever. They're like, okay, listen, if it's, I want to deal with absolute facts because they can translate that into the courtroom. And that's where their mindset is. And I've known that for, you know, like law enforcement and also for uh, wherever. And a lot of times there's a, there's a need to sort of detach yourself emotionally. And we've talked about this on, on our podcast where dealing with people who are in emotional need, sometimes you have to, Detach it's sometimes too overwhelming. To do your professional yeah. duties, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But, you know, and the pe- first people that you talked about, you know, you mm-hmm. talked about, you know, they have these expect, you know, their their, their mission and their their like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess uh, mantra yeah. is 
I have expectations, and I meet my expectations. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost like I'm not code. Like, I'm sorry, then, but my yeah. life's not like that. <laughs> I have expectations, and I, yeah. I don't necessarily get to those <laughs> yeah. expectations. You know? It's like, I don't know if you guys watch Westworld, but, you know, like. Oh, it's so good. Right <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> and you have these robots. I don't know if they're robots or if they're like, uh, sil- you know, the silicon type, what, whatever. But they're like, they're lines of code. And you type in the lines of code, and everything is based on what you've programmed in. And some people really do live their lives that way. It's like, hey, everything is programmed. And, well, I don't need God in my life because, you know, everything is, is right there. But all of a sudden, things don't, aren't. All I can think about when you say that is mm-hmm. they're not letting any room in for joy. Or, or mm-hmm. all the other missing pieces. Sure. You know? I know. Well, I mean, the, you know, there's tons of pieces, but, like, where do you find joy in yeah. that? Well, I mean, there's some people who they do their jobs, they play with their kids, and they look at the, you know, wonderful, beautiful atmosphere, and they're like, okay, that's joy. That's all they need. But there's really nothing going on inside, or there's, you know, like there's a cutoff from, let's say, apathy for, let's say, what's happening out in the world or um, a need to... that's not really joy. ...for, for inner yeah. growth. It's like, well, what do I need inner growth for? I've got my house. I've got my car. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my kids. My kids are healthy. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Pres- prescribe <laughs> inner growth <laughs> for many people. Don't sell me something I don't want. Sure. <laughs> but I'm inspired by Paul. You know, Paul is in jail. Paul has, uh, of course, he lived his life as Saul. He was a Christian persecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I mean, a, uh, he well, I mean, he he hunted Christians to to kill them. Saul, Saul, he Saul of Tarsus, yeah. and then the Book of Acts. You know, he is transformed, mm-hmm. and now he is you know the true uh, apostle the of the Gentiles. He's trying to pass the light on to Timothy. Yeah, yeah. This is his second letter to Timothy. Yeah, there was a letter in between them. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Um, Paul, go ahead. I was going to say, Paul also wrote a letter to the Romans, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about this because, well, you know where I'm going. Um, Jeff Sessions had earlier this week justified um, this draconian practice of separating uh, Latino families from their children uh, coming into the border, and he talked about Romans 13, Romans, yeah, 13th chapter, I believe, our first verse, about being obedient to the government. If the government tells you to do something, then you do it. Um, using that as justification for these right, actions. Right, exactly. And you brought up Deb, that Stephen Colbert brought up uh, Romans 13, I think it was chapter 10, which talks about how, um, I'm, I bet we can even... Yeah, let's look it up, because yeah. it's important. There are a number of quotes I've seen in response to that biblical yeah. quote about about Christ's teaching of and the, the Bible's teaching of accept immigrants, them. accept them, love mm-hmm. them, Treat them like your family. Just to rewind. So Sessions, in trying to justify um, this Trump doctrine, which is not law, by the way. It's just doctrine. Uh, not doctrine. It's a, it's a policy. policy, thank you, of separating Latino parents from their children when they cr- cross the border. His justification is uh, Romans um, 13, chapter 1. Actually, I would, I would actually go on to Romans 2. Romans 13.2. Consequently, whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Now, Stephen Colbert... The Sessions quoted 13.1. 13.1. Let everyone who be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. And this is what Colbert said. Exactly. Romans 13.1 says, okay, you've got to have laws. But if you just read a little bit further into Romans 13, 
Romans 13.10. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. There you go. It's nice there to hear a whoop out of that. <laughs> you know, by the way, uh, what what uh, mm-hmm. this uh, what's being done to yeah. these families is illegal. It's totally illegal. People who seek asylum mm-hmm. and then get their families ripped apart, mm-hmm. it's criminal. It's not. It's absolutely yeah. criminal. Yeah. I mean, uh, according mm-hmm. according to our laws. Yeah. According to, I mean, I'm just right. You know, the, so what? What the Justice Department is doing right now is totally criminal and corrupt. Yeah. Sorry. It's it's, it's it, that's that, that's the state of that's the state of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know, people who seek asylum are not to be treated this way at all, ever. Amen. Yeah, and it's it's gotten. I mean, it's it's one of these uh, news things. I mean, there was even a shouting match uh, during the uh, the press conference between Sarah Huck- Sarah Huckabee Sanders and I mean, people, are, people are outraged. It should be. Yeah, should be. Here, let, let me play this. So we're so high tech. Immigration and fix our immigration problem. However, until Democrats are willing to actually fix this problem, it's going to continue. But we would like to see it fixed. So the responsibility for its policy change from civil matters to criminal charges. Instead of policy change to enforce the law, that's been that's been this administration's policy since the day we got here. Okay. I'm, I'm, this administration uh, is wielding its power, not with love. Yeah. This administration is wielding its power. Period. So yeah, not, and, and let's we'll jump back into Second uh, Timothy, but basically. Um, and the only reason why I played that and wanted to focus on that is because there is, and we talk about the Reclaiming Jesus movement, it's, it's, it's fascinating that the Bible is being used as a political football to justify. But it's been used as a political football throughout history. Yeah, yeah. I just think that we're seeing it more now yeah. in America than we have in the past. Yeah. Because we have been more, we have taken more care historically with protecting our religious rights. Yeah. Than we are right now. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's just being televised more. Yeah, it's just, being televised more. Just, just like people think there's more racism today. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. You could argue there is or there isn't, but I just think we see it more and more because it's in your face more and more. But I think also think there are racists and people like that who are uh, uh, unafraid to. Oh no! Oh no! I think that's. I think that's that in itself is different. People are more I'll, I'll open about it, especially in the age of that media. Because the yeah, leader talk, is very open. Yeah, about it. Like I was talking to my dad. He was like, "Hey, you know, are black people you know worse off now than beforehand?" He was like, "Hey, you know, I was you know, they were and Dad went to um, the army in the '60s. I mean, and in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, stationed Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, and he was like, "Hey, you know." Uh, I was, I was listening to the N-word in my face all the time. And uh, so I, he, you know, his generation would think, 
know, people are living much much better, you know, age of LeBron James and all that sort of stuff. But social media, people have a microphone, and, you know, so we're he- I think we're hearing about it more. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, and it's, just, it's much more visible. Yeah. It needs to be, I guess, in, yeah. order, in order to, like, stop it. But we have an attorney general that would actually open his mouth and use the Bible to justify something so draconian, so horrible. Um, And people should realize, you know, if you hear someone say, hey, I'm a Christian, don't attach it to folks like Jeff Sessions and the religious right. I know. There are people like us. I know, I know. That's what you were saying about the term evangelical. Yeah, the term evangelical, too. It seems like, ah, that's another one that's just been like. So, like, torn completely up. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I believe that these people are not Christians. I really don't. See, I, well, I, really modern don't see I think we have modern-day Pharisees. I think we have modern-day Pharisees. I really don't see that. Yeah. So, to put it on a positive note, uh, you know, God is love. God is inclusive. And um, God wants us to be happy, all of us. God is a mighty God. What's that song? My God is That's a right. God. We're put on this mm-hmm. on this planet to love each other. Absolutely, that's the absolute point of being here. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose of, of being here. The yeah. golden and, rule, folks, and, and, and that means and that means everybody, everybody in the same damn tent. That's right. One son, only one. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> there's only one. Yeah. You know. Did you have any other notes? I, uh, I have one note. And sure. I was trying to, I didn't actually write what this was, but this is John chapter one. And, and bear with me because it's kind of long. Sure. Um, and I, I just, I kind of want people to hear this out loud. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, poetic. So yeah, we, we, we read something mm-hmm. very close to that in the, in the Mass every Sunday, okay. the Nicene Creed. Yes. You know, and uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's just, you know, prior to taking the sacrament. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you affirm your belief. Yeah. You affirm your faith. You affirm your love for God, yourself, and everybody else. Yeah. And it's a pep talk, really. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's really beautiful, the way yeah. it's written. God is accessible to you. Mm-hmm. He is accessible to all of us. Just reach out and try to connect. Connect in the way that works for you. And God, and God is within us. When you accept God, I mean, you know, when I baptized, you know, when I was baptized in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, Instead of looking for God from outside, like God is, you know, in the sky and, you know, in the clouds and all that stuff, the way Leonardo da Vinci painted him, God is within me. You know, if I don't see, if people say, well, I don't see where God is, if I think you're not looking from within. Mm-hmm. You know, when I do a good deed, when I'm helpful to someone, that is God flowing through me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're feeling like you're struggling... And you feel like you don't have any energy or spirit to lift you up. Just remember that God is there for you. Mm-hmm. We're there for you. Yeah. If you want to comment on this podcast or any of our podcasts, we're happy to reach out to you. If you want to put your name or the name of a friend or family member, their first name and initial in the, in the comment section, let me pray for you. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Um, we've got a 
I, I know each of us probably have an extensive prayer list, mm-hmm. but I can make mine longer. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely all right, you know. <laughs> and I think all of us are on uh, Instagram. Well, yeah. uh, so, you know, you can hit us up on Facebook or uh, Instagram. Um, I thought I did have some Twitter. I also have Twitter, too. Um, yeah, Reg, Reg is totally accessible. <laughs> <laughs> he now tweets. Yeah, so uh, we will definitely, you know, say a prayer for you if, you know, if you want to um, debate what's going on or whatever. Um, well, you know, just or if you just want to say you know? thank you or Absolutely. reach out or say, hey, can you talk about this? We'd mm-hmm. love to do that. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> so is it time to wrap it up? Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Keep, keep, keep up the good work. You know, want to close something? May I? Sure. Yeah. sure. I just want to give a, a, a blessing and a thanks. Uh, once again, I think I received this kind of blessing this week, and I'd like to pass it forward. God, thank you for the strength for letting me do all the difficult things and letting us work through all that. Praise you and give you thanks for allowing us the, the strength to do that. And please keep it up. We petition you as well. Please, Lord, help us have the strength to keep going. We know that the things you want us to do are done with love, through love, and for the love of you and lots of other folks. Let us receive that love and let us give it back. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That was an inspiring one. That was a good one. All right, so here's my last blurb. Faith is a podcast to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church which have made you turn your back on God. You can still have faith. We ask you to listen to this podcast, even challenge us on Facebook or SoundCloud, and share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up iTunes, click on Store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith, and you'll find us. If you use Android, download SoundCloud or just go on the SoundCloud.com uh, website. Search for us. you got to have faith, and you'll find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Thank you.